What's the SI Focus, where I delve into a specific sector of the esports industry with special guests. This is the first of four episodes on esports and data, and it's presented by esports data platform Grid. In this episode, we're going to be delving deep into the world of data by discussing the differences between esports and sports when it comes to either combining data, collecting data, securing data, and even optimizing it as well. So I'm not alone to guide me through this massive topic. And given, you know, that it is about the nitty gritty with data, I'm joined by Grid Esports' CTO and co-founder, Chris King, and also the firm's technical lead, Hans Schauenberger. I, I think that's the best I'm probably gonna get unfortunately how are you guys anyway yeah, doing great, great doing great thanks Tom. Yeah. thank you how are you i uh I, i'm i'm so glad that i'm i'm just gonna say hands <laughs> from now on i i, I think that will be a that would be nice i mean i've worked with hands, hands for, i've worked with hands for a couple of years now and uh, i still don't think i've quite nailed it so i think that was a pretty good attempt <laughs> <laughs> So before we kind of go into like the, the topic itself, which is kind of about esports and sports day and the comparison behind that, I think it is important to kind of know a little bit more about Grid, get a little bit of a background and, and also kind of introduce you guys as well. So Chris, you first, like before we start, could you tell us a little bit about Grid and then yourself kind of in between that since you are like the co-founder as well? Yeah, of course. Uh, and first of all, I'd also like to say thanks a lot for having us on. Um, we're super excited to be uh, part of the Inside Focus. Um, and we're also really excited to talk about um, about this topic in particular, because it's one that is very uh, sort of close and, and dear to us at Grid. Um, Perhaps I'll just quickly start uh, with introducing uh, myself, because um, this leads quite nicely then into into how, uh, how Grid began and what we do. Um, so yeah, as you mentioned, so I'm I'm the chief technology officer and also co-founder of, of Grid Esports. Um, my background is in software engineering, um, and across my career, um, I've spent uh, a lot of time building and scaling uh, high data throughput systems, um, and I've done this uh, across a variety of industries, including uh, digital advertising and also sports data uh, and the regulated sports betting industry. So you can imagine that a lot of um, the insights and experience I, uh, I gained uh, in, in these um, in these places uh, have all fed in a lot to to the work we do um, at Grid and, and the, the work that I do together with the team there. Um, some additional and uh, important context and, and something that is, um, I think, not uncommon in our industry is that uh, I grew up playing video games, of course. Um, and uh, by my early teens, uh, I was enthralled in the world of esports. Um, you know, back then, which was uh, in the early 2000s, uh, I think I pretty much uh, consumed uh, every bit of content across every title uh, uh, that was that was published anywhere, um, which was possible in those times and, and isn't really possible anymore, uh, such that esports has grown. Um, but it was this uh, growth and, and this uh, experience uh, that I gained um, in my professional career that kind of led me to understand and realized that um, the data space uh, in esports was was wholly underdeveloped. Um, and this led me to, you know, start thinking an awful lot and spending a lot of my spare time trying to figure out, you know, how um, you might, um, in, a, in a scalable way, get data uh, from from uh, from game engines uh, and essentially uh, provide a set of data services that were reliable and scalable on top of that. Um, and this is kind of a good merger into now uh, into now what Grid is and what we do. Um, so back in halfway through uh, around halfway through 2018, 
Um, I co-founded Good Esports together um, with a group of uh, people that had uh, uh, very much a shared vision uh, in terms of, of what we should do as I did. Um, and this is to essentially facilitate the existence of an ecosystem around official data in esports, where the data is rich, the data can be relied on, um, and there exists an aligned and fair flow of value. Uh, and we really believe that this approach uh, and centralizing the use of official data is going to propel the growth of esports titles and also of the esports industry as a whole. Um, so where are we now with Grid? Well, um, it's been uh, just about three years. In fact, I, I actually think it was announced uh, today was our, our third birthday. Uh, so three years. Um, we are um, a team now of 65 plus strong. Uh, they're working for us, um, uh, you know, from all, all across the globe, um, out of multiple locations that we have set up. Um, we have built out our, our platform, which we call The Grid, uh, obviously. Um, and this offers an array of uh, data services, um, including a suite of APIs that allow people uh, to, uh, to integrate um, High quality uh, and and uh, and live and rich uh, data directly into their systems, and also uh, we offer a suite of embeddable visual products that allow you to attach a data component um, seamlessly uh, into a digital product or um, you know uh, on a, on a, on a stream or broadcaster and these kind of things. Uh, to finish up, so, at the beginning of this year, um, we uh, completed our Series A funding round, um, and we are incredibly pleased to be able to welcome um, uh, a group of new investors uh, on board who are sharing in this vision uh, that we have. Um, and so building on that, we're really doubling down for the second half of this year and going into next year and, and building on the successes that, uh, that we've had to date in the space. Yeah, and so with kind of everything that's going on, obviously you needed someone there to kind of lead the technical side as well. Unfortunately, Chris, I don't think as much as you probably want to, you probably couldn't do it all yourself and everything like that. So that's where Hans comes in. So Hans, you've been there for most of the time then when Grid's kind of been operating. So can you tell me like the importance of your role and, and kind of how you got to the role at Grid as well? Yeah, sure, totally. So I joined Grid back in November 2018, I believe, so pretty much uh, since the start of Grid. And I have a background in computer science, and actually at the time I was also very involved in, you know, uh, gaming, esport titles, the esports scene, and in particular League of Legends at the time. And it just so happened to be that I did my master's thesis about esports uh, visual visualizations. And at that time, you know, I came, I came across um, the same problems that sort of Grid was uh, set out to solve there. You know, the data wasn't very accessible. There wasn't a whole lot of granular data out there that was reliable to build this kind of problem, uh, this kind of product that I envisioned um, on top of. So that's basically how I got uh, into joining Grid and um, how I set out to sort of take a lead on uh, developing the data platform that is part of Grid's vision to solve all these problems and make esports data more accessible overall, more high quality, working with official uh, rights holders uh, and so on. So yeah, that's basically how I uh, ended up here. I think it's very interesting because I do think as well that um, I think especially over like the last 12 months, like an emphasis has been put on data. I think that data in, in kind of esports has always been like in the back burner, I think, for a lot of kind of, you know, the public eye, especially in like media. But I feel like in the last 12 months, like there has been this emphasis on data. As popularity grows, people want more data about esports in particular. So 
I want to just kind of jump in because I know that we've got a lot to kind of talk about. It's a it's a mega topic to kind of go into. So I'm going to ask like a big question to start off with. So why is data so integral to esports and its development? And I mean, in terms of like for grid and for collect collecting data, not data in terms of like the actual mechanics of the games themselves. Yeah, gotcha. And yeah, it certainly is a big and very important question. Um, and I think, um, you know, to, to those who, um, you know, aren't working with, uh, with esports data and, and in this kind of area every single day, you know, it, it is something that, that isn't immediately clear, even if, uh, you know, you are, you are kind of relying on it in some way yourself, be it a fan of esports or, or working within esports. And, uh, like you say, it has gained, um, more and more. Uh, sort of uh, traction and visibility over, over the last uh, the years or so. Um, but really, a lot of it, I think, is still not uh, not super uh, obvious. Uh, and so I, I think, um, and this this is, is a great place to start because I think there is certainly comparisons to traditional sports uh, in the way data is used in esports and why it's so important. Um, and there are lots and lots of use cases uh, for performance data in esports. And, you know, kind of like to, to sort of name a few of these, you, you, you can think of, um, you know, team or player performance analysis and, and how they're looking at their performances uh, and and, and uh, across a range of time, um, currently at different parts uh, or times within a match. Um, also, like collating these together to look at their sort of historical uh, performances across different uh, maps or, you know, uh, playing different characters uh, or heroes or, or whatever. Um, and uh, this, this is obviously one important use case. Uh, it's a great example because um, obviously it allows them to do this, but it also drives the sport forward as a whole because they can improve their performances, how they play up against other, other teams, um, and generally, uh, you know, keeping up to date with changes and so on. Um, another, another clear use case is, is um, things like broadcast enhancements, uh, fan engagement, um, you know, putting statistics on screen is very engaging. It helps you follow the action clearer. Um, one we've also spoken about and, and is, is obviously close to me because of my background um, is the regulated sports betting industry. This is another uh, use case which requires critical, accurate um, uh, data um, in real time so that they can enhance their product set uh, and, and also calculate accurate odds on top of them. And this is obviously a, a large um, space as well uh, that, critically relies on data. You know, um, a few others, we've got fantasy, you know, fantasy offerings. Um, this wouldn't be much good with it without a solid data foundation. Uh, sponsorships, um, you know, data is great content uh, for broadcast, for social media, um, for all sorts of ways, uh, you know, there are all sorts of ways to use data in esports. Um, and the, the kind of like overarching point of all these things are, um, data is something that's integral uh, to esports. Um, it's it's really you know it's a digital sport. It is data from the moment the, the player clicks the mouse, uh, or you know the action happens in game. Uh, and because of this, understanding it and building cool data driven um, uh, experiences on top of this, uh, and allowing this data to be used is really an integral part of growing esports as a whole. Um, and so accessible data uh, allows for innovation across all of these use cases. Uh, you know, builds them into bigger, more important entities within esports. Um, yeah, then esports grows as a as a as a um, sort of benefit and an outcome of that. I think uh, I think one kind of point which you did mention was very much at the beginning, and it's funny that you brought that one up first about player development and kind of player analysis. I do think that that is actually one of the forms of data where people don't 
really think of from an esports perspective. You know, they they think of broadcast, I think, and they think of betting as like the two major ones. But player performance and analysis, um, we're seeing it now in traditional sport, like slowly with you know the the heat pads and and trying to like measure using data through kind of technological equipment. But the benefit with esports is that the equipment's always already there. It's just then collecting that kind of collecting that data and then analyzing that. And that really does help in terms of development. It, it kind of one of the few things that esports actually has already like the upper hand on traditional sports is that ability to kind of collect all this because of its digital nature. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's that's what makes esports so interesting, right? Because you can do stuff that you can never imagine doing in sports in the long run. And we're only just at this tipping point, I feel, where we're sort of overtaking sports with the amount of data that is available and accessible in esports. And, you know, you can imagine just all these teams competing, having full a full picture of their competition, basically which in turn will will drive to a way more engaging way more engaging matches and uh, strategies uh, being carried carried out i think yeah it's really uh, it's really interesting that you know throughout the history of esports there's always been a comparison between uh, esports and sports uh, because you know it, it makes sense and for the longest time as esports was growing there was always this look um, on esports and how can we do things uh, kind of in the way that sports does it because you know this is there and and then you know um, there are big sports and it's, and it's successful and it works and I I think data is one um, of the areas where very quickly, uh, if not already, then very soon, um, sports will be looking to esports uh, because we're really leading the way in this because uh, esports is digital and we don't have this physical barrier. Yeah, no, definitely. So let's kind of go into then a little bit about like the technical aspects of like collecting all this data. Uh, so Hans, like obviously, given your like uh, background with Grid and then your 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 experience before that as well, like how does the collection of data in esports actually compare to collecting sports data? Is is it widely the same, or is it actually like a completely different kind of process which goes through that? Yeah, it's a great question, and it's we've got on the perfect lead in here, I think, because you know when you take a look at sports and uh, sports data collection. Of course, this is play, being played out in the physical world, right? So mm -hmm. collecting that data always comes with some kind of uh, extra effort, I'd like, I like to call it. So either be it manually, people sitting in the audience or watching a stream of the sport and sort of annotating data or uh, writing down or inputting some data into some kind of tool. Um, or be it like semi-automated, uh, I guess, which, which could imagine you you'd have a camera pointing at the field, uh, doing some computer vision, tracking players around, or even having some kind of tracking devices on a player to track their positions. And that's that's all okay, but you can imagine that that comes with quite a high cost, first of all. It can be quite um, error prone, you know, if one of these devices stops working, if the computer vision algorithm isn't quite perfect, it stops tracking you. And uh, usually it's also not very fast. And <laughs> then I'm usually talking about the, the manual efforts, right? Mm -hmm. And um, if you take a look at the esports uh, data uh, ecosystem, then, of course, you can sort of apply the same uh, tool set that you've used for sports and you could also try and do manual collection on esports video streams or even have something like computer vision in place to get as much data as you can out of the video stream. Um, it's still quite limiting because, you know, um, even with watching the video stream, you don't see all of the data on the stream all the time. 
or in terms of like when using manual efforts, that's also still with the same downsides as before as you have with sports in terms of speed, accuracy, and so on. And esports is very unique in, a, in that way because it's not being played out in the physical world, it's being played out in a totally virtual world. And that has the upside that you have total control over this world and the game server basically knows about absolutely everything that is going on in there, right? So you don't really have to bother that much with tracking, it's, it's already there, it's built in. Um, so then the question arises that it's just about like getting the data out of that game server, right? So the data is definitely there, but how do we get it to a place where it can be accessible to um, everyone and all these like cool use cases that we've already um, spoken about? And this is very much what we are focused on, uh, focusing on at Grid. We're um, basically developing, we've developed a, a game server, SDK, as the software development kit, and you can think of it as just some kind of plugin, uh, some kind of plugin that you can use with your uh, server that is running an esports title, and that is then directly sending that data over to um, our esports platform uh, to the grid. And in that way, you don't have to. You're you're getting the best of all. Uh, you're getting the best. Uh, um, benefits on all these things, right? You're getting very accurate data, very granular data, and uh, all that in uh, just real time. So then you're sol solving all these problems that sports have and these similar methods being used for esports as well. And uh, at the same time, you're doing so in a very cost-effective way as well. Mm -hmm. um, so not only data is being tracked for, you know, maybe the higher tier of esports or sports tournaments, because there it's sort of worth it, uh, so to say. But for esports, you can now also start to, you know, gather data about absolutely every, every tournament, even sort of like very casual uh, tournaments. And I think that's absolutely um, great, you know, that that's... Uh, that's that's possible for for esports in that way i think, yeah, I think, I think... you kind of on in the point where it's like uh like it's like one platform isn't it like it says like I, I feel like with sports there is this thing where you need the equipment and then you kind of have to rely on that equipment to then have the right data for you and it's but it's very like one-to-one -one or like one to a club essentially um or like just an organization itself whereas like with kind of it being digital, it's kind of like you have one solution which can fit all essentially, and it can kind of go into all as well. And it also like you know if you're a I don't know like a, a Vanarama South Football Club and stuff like that, you're probably not going to have that data equipment because you're not going to be able to invest and afford that. Where if you're like a, an amateur tournament who's wanting to kind of look at like rising stars, so you know such as like the We Play uh, Academy League or something like that. Like they will have that data with them to analyze those players, to create broadcast information, because that data is already there and it is just collecting it. It's like it's like a golden mine, isn't it? Where it's like you you know what's in there. You just gotta use the tools to get it out. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And you picked up on a on a really good point there, which is uh, you know, really something that we um we're targeting across the sort of whole of our vision and what we want to do. And this is that, you know, it really levels the playing field. You know, when we're talking about um, teams and players being and being able to analyze their performance, um, this isn't any, this isn't now just the biggest teams with the, the biggest bankroll that can, um, you know, can get access to the tools in order for them to progress. You know, this can uh, be scaled for 
Yeah, of course, to the top teams, uh, but also to the amateur teams that are looking to break in and, and emerge into uh, into the competition. Um, and the key point about that is, of course, it's great for the teams. It allows, it allows scope to those who want to work hard and, and use this kind of data to do that. Um, it allows them this opportunity, but it's also great for the sport um, and, and the individual esports because it's allowing all these teams to kind of, uh, you know, really progress and, and, and grow uh, the community around the title. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the other the other side of leveling the play, playing field is that the technology that we're building is scalable. Um, so it can be used by you know the largest entities in esports, the biggest esports are already existing. It can also be used by uh, you know emerging titles. You know our kind of dream is that you know um, uh, an independent title perhaps could pick this up and 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 use data as a key part of their business model, um, using all of the same kind of tools uh, and making their data uh, official data assets available uh, on the grid. Um, and they can grow their sport organically using this data to empower their community. No matter what the size of their community is, it'll always help grow it. And so this is really something key that we aim at, you know, scale from, you know, to, to work for both the big, but also the small and emerging. Um, and I guess as well, like what's what's really interesting about like getting, you know, the ability to try and collect this data as well. Is it, it the probably the one thing which is like still kind of being developed is, is optimizing that to a to a level where it can be, you know, to to um to like an optimal level essentially. So, for example, like when betting kind of comes into play, and I don't want to go too much into like the betting scene and stuff like that, but like data is integral to betting. Like you need good data to you know have um like actual transparent betting to go through. If you don't have like good data which goes with that, then it, the sort of comes into a little bit of problems in terms of the betting scene. So I guess it's kind of important to make sure that these solutions are correct or efficient and then also are just kind of always being utilized correctly and i guess that's kind of the challenge now and that's kind of building this system again now i guess yeah absolutely um so the systems that we build is you know this is another unique part of esports when you're comparing esports to sports data Hans touched a little bit on uh you know how sports data is collected um and the kind of key metrics you've got you've kind of got accuracy speed and, and how granular you can go and you know, when you're collecting in this very manual approach, you you know you have to um, you have to give on on something. You can't have everything, um, or it's very very difficult to uh, attain it. Um, with esports, that's not the case. You can get everything, and you can also make sure that this is secured. You know, um, you can make sure that the data is official. You know where it's coming from. Um, you know that it's accurate. You know um, uh, that uh, you know you know the most about what's going on in a match because of how granularly you can get it, um, and you know it straight away. And this is this is obviously perfect for uh, a betting use case um as well as you know all of the other use cases as well it's very important that you know that the higher the quality of, of the data that you're pushing in and the higher products going to be um and yeah that's obviously no different for the uh the regulated sportsbook industry as well and it allows them to 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 innovate on top of a, a secure robust and, uh, and 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 rich data source yeah and uh hands as well i think hands i want to kind of go into a little bit more like the, the data side as well because I'm, I'm a big fan of data you know so that I, I think this is why it's, it's really uh, it's really good and I think a lot of people kind of want to know a little bit about the nitty-gritty so when you kind of come into a game and you get all this data from this game title or this match how do you separate this like big clump of data into okay we're going to use this for uh, betting or you know this is a good thing which could go into betting this is a good thing that could go into broadcast how how is this clump of like coal turned into kind of a diamond into going into each things yeah cool let's let's dive into it so 
basically, first of all, Accurate were always, as Chris has already said, he summed up quite a lot of different use cases. So um, definitely like not one in particular that we sort of want to limit ourselves to because our, our products are just being modeled across the esports domain as a whole, you know, like you're just modeling the game and what you do with the data is sort of on the downstream consumers and you can build a whole lot of cool things on there. So we're always looking to make as much of esports data itself available as we can, absolutely. And um, it's very different in, in, in a sense uh, for different esports titles out there. You know, some game publishers do expose some data be it either through their own APIs, through their client or wherever, whereas others don't put too much effort into exposing it, right? Because you got to remember that these game publishers, their primary uh, concern still is, you know, they're a gaming company there and they want to make a really good game and uh, really polish this, get the balance just right. Their primary concern is not uh, about exposing data uh, necessarily. So that's where we come in as, as great, I think, because our primary uh, focus as a company is just all about esports data. So we can really prioritize uh, sort of taking that off their shoulders because obviously they want to build, build a whole lot of cool stuff on their side and they don't want to get into uh, sort of the nitty gritty uh, data problems all the time, at least. Um, so I think we're really well pos positioned to do so. Um, so currently, the the esports uh, state is uh, you know it's very fragmented uh, as we always say at Grid. You have a lot of different esports titles. You have a lot of different data granularity. A lot of different problems to solve there. Um, and um, currently, it's more like you have to have or like the problem that we're trying to solve right as Grid is that people don't have to have custom integrations with every single one of these esports titles which might have very you know very specific ways of dealing with data and very specific problems but they can have like one very nice standardized way of accessing esports title data for different uh, titles in the same way and even though you might think that in esports there's a whole lot of different titles going on, you know, like uh, a MOBA is uh, very different from an FPS, for instance, there's still quite a lot of common data points, you know, like you've got uh, teams playing in both, you've got players playing in both, you have the concept of a player killing another player and so on. And that's really something that we try to leverage at Grid because if you you can reuse a whole lot of stuff actually across these titles. And if you do so, you can make a, a product that is very nice to use for downstream consumers because suddenly, you know, uh, a kill in Dota might not look very different anymore from a kill in CSGO. And as Chris said, like whenever there's some kind of new esports title coming up out of nowhere next week, it's quite cool if you could sort of like reuse everything that you've built for one title like PUBG for instance for the next big uh, you know battle royale that that would be absolutely great and this is something that we're we're actively uh, working towards with, with uh, the platform that we're building. So I, so I expect Pokemon Unite data to be coming through very soon. <laughs> soon, soon. I, <laughs> I think uh, I, I, some of that I kind of wanted to ask though, but like what what's quite difficult about uh, certain titles? Is there like a, a certain kind of like title which is 
harder to kind of collect data than other, and not maybe a title like a specific name, but is an FPS harder than what a what a MOBA is, or is it MOBA, which is quite difficult? And, and why are they quite difficult in terms of collection of data? Yeah, um, I think it's definitely valid because in some esports genres, you just inherently have more data or data points available, I guess. So in MOBAs, that's like a traditional example of um, a title that is regarded as quite complex, quite a lot of things going on, quite a lot of data points, you know, abilities flying here and there, whereas an FPS title like CSGO, for instance, might be a bit simpler, if you want to call it that way, with just, you know, just some weapons and people shooting each other and planting a bomb. But out of, like, uh, besides that, there's not too much uh, going on. So that's definitely a, a challenge, um, you know, in, in sort of the titles that do offer this rich uh, variety of data points. Um, some of the times these are not always all available, you know, like the most interesting bits you might not be able to get at just because they don't, uh, they aren't exposed at the time. Or, you know, an esports title goes through uh, a patch uh, change and there's something new being introduced that can also take uh, quite some time usually to, you know, uh, be exposed in data. Um, and that's a bit of a shame because, you know, like with new changes, you know, a season, a new season starting for any esports, for instance, with huge changes, you kind of want to be able to uh, analyze the data from the get-go, right? Right when these changes have been made, the teams are looking to sort of change up their strategies and trying out different things. That's when uh, when it's really interesting. Uh, and that's another problem that we find at Grid that sometimes sort of the exposed data is uh, um, lacking a, a bit or like uh, being delayed a bit uh, in time with uh, patch uh, cycles, for instance. So, Chris, actually, then this leads me on to like a topic that I wanted to talk to you about as well. It's like how much then of a reliance does a data platform have uh, now on publishers, tournament organizers and, and other esports entities? Is it very much a, you know, they have the, the say and it's like, yes, you can have it. And if you're not, then what kind of happens there as well? Yeah, I think this is a this is a great question, and uh, uh, you know, data platform, uh, you know, such as such as us and the one we operate, um, focusing on sustainability and growth in esports, um, certainly should work incredibly closely with the publisher and tournament organisers. Um, you know, we're doing so to maximise the value of their official data assets, and I think you know the key start of like my my answer to this uh, to this question is. Um, the keyword is there. It's their their content, um, and we provide them um, a platform with which to publish this content and make it usable and accessible. And um, we also provide a whole host of adjacent technology to allow them to, um, you know, uh, extract and, and publish the best quality um, and highest granularity data, um, you know, that's available. Uh, so I think because, you know, we have this approach where, you know, you will only find official data on the grid. Um, this is, uh, you know, what, something that is, is, again, a bit of a difference between sports and esports. Uh, in sports, official and unofficial data kind of look a bit similar because they're all collected in the same way. You know, I could be an official data partner of a, a sports event and I could be collecting data, but there could also be someone else sitting in the crowd, uh, you know, inputting data into a mobile device um, or something. And the data will look pretty similar, honestly. In esports, that's not the case because um, ultimately, um, 
the uh, data rights holder who we partner with, the publisher, the tournament organizer, they have control over the data source uh, and they have control over the technology that's integrated there um, in order to extract this data and, and publish it. So uh, we are, um, you know, I, I think a platform such as uh, such as Grid is certainly very reliant on our partners and very reliant on, for, you know, forming close partnerships to work with them. Um in a way such that they are also rely able to rely on us as well. And we operate a grid. Um, you know, it's often talked about this kind of skin in the game um, model that works to fulfill this vision around ensuring that there's a fair and aligned value flow. We're working closely with our partners, helping them succeed, uh, and then uh, being able to make the most of their data assets through our unique approaches. And like Hans mentioned, you know, this yeah, it's very core to our vision that we build everything in a title agnostic way. Uh, this means that we build it once for one title, but we can use it uh, for another title. Um, and the way we model data feeds is, is all around, um, you know, using these title agnostic mechanisms. Because although every, uh, you know, um, uh, every every title is very different and it's very complex, uh, they also have a lot of similar mechanisms that we can then uh, take advantage of to make sure that people can um, can scale uh, from one title to another seamlessly. Uh, and that's also a very important part of what we do. It's not only uh, allowing us to operate and scale so that we can scale to multiple titles, but it's also passing this benefit um, to our downstream consumers, people building awesome products in the esports industry. Um, if you build a product on top of our platform uh, for one title, um, you know, it's very cost effective and, you know, Ideally, it costs you nothing almost to move to another title. The integration's already there. You already understand these uh, generic title agnostic mechanisms, uh, or your system does, and therefore you can uh, understand these for another title, um, uh, which is which is a key uh, part of our approach, um, which we then work together with publishers, tournament organizers to understand and, and work closely with them to employ our technologies to then gain all these benefits. I think it's uh, it's very interesting actually because. Uh, you don't think of it until someone kind of says it. But like you said, you know, you go to a football match, you see everything that happens. You can record the data of what happens. I guess like maybe like running distance is a little bit harder to kind of, you know, judge. But like in terms of like the basic stats of if someone scores a goal, everyone in that kind of audience knows that that person has scored a goal. That person has got an assist. That person has made even that many passes. If they watch a specific player, they can find things like that. But with esports because it's kind of behind this kind of data wall like you do have to kind of have um people to partner with to kind of get that data out because you know for being honest like people i don't think publishers are at this point willing to give the data to everybody for free at this point because they because it's kind of like there's a, there's a lot of more intricacies i think behind that you can't just say here's every data which we have you know, because I think there's guesses, probably implications of that, which you guys are aware of. I think in an ideal world, I think every everybody would love if, you know, Riot or, you know, we play, uh, you know, basically said like, here's everything, you know, but I don't think it's going to be in a, in a world like that. So to kind of come to like the end of this topic, and I know we could have talked a lot more about, you know, even like more about the intricacies of data, but I do want to, I do want to go to uh, you, Hans, first. So where do you kind of see the esports data landscape uh, going? Um, I'm guessing you don't see it where, again, like all the publishers and all the all the tournament organizers are going to be like, here's all the data. But where do you see the data landscape going? Are you going to see more people trying to integrate themselves in? Or is there like a specific part of data which you think is going to be more emphasized in the future as well? Yeah, sure. So I guess I started with it. Um, 
when I said sort of that I still see esports data at its very inf infancy at this point. It's very much a tipping point of sort of going further than uh, where sports data is at at the moment. I can only see this continue and having way more data available and accessible in a way. Um, and I honestly think, um, you know, that the data is there on the game server and the game publishers have the rights to this data. I don't think uh, they're trying to hide it, you know, or like uh, gatekeep it in any sort of way. But as I said before, it's just usually not their primary concern. But once you do get it out, it opens up such a such a cool world, you know, you can build so many things on top of it. And it opens up a... Um, a really awesome space for new esports titles uh, growing, um, as as we talked about uh, before as well. You know, imagine a new esports title uh, being launched next week, and sort of through uh, leveraging their data onto a platform like ours, for instance, they can sort of get that extra help they need to really launch. Um, uh, their title in in a very wide way, and maybe something that we haven't uh, touched upon uh, yet, if I uh, remember correctly, is that sort of like the inherent complexity of some of these esports titles. Um, since in sports, you know, uh, most people are very familiar with sort of uh, the usual sports, right? And it's pretty easy to get into it, even if if you haven't played sports before. Um, it's sometimes very different with uh, some esports genres, right? If you haven't played uh, that game title, it can be quite a challenge to, to uh, mm -hmm. follow it. And I think data will play a major role in do that. And that's that's why I mentioned it, because for a new emergent esports title, if you want to sort of create a, a very big following from day one or go mainstream, you got to have the data that sort of leads uh, new people in and introduces them into the game and how it works and that isn't only like for new players joining or new spectators um, uh, looking at at first first live stream of, of such an esports title but also for the more experienced ones you know you can okay. offer you can be very um individually focused you know you might offer certain data points to very experienced spectators whereas you might only offer like the basic very basic data points and very basic rules of these esports titles to new people coming in and i can definitely see a lot of potential in that sort of space as well as you grow if you, as you want to grow a new uh, esports title through the use of data essentially yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think this uh, the accessibility uh, of of esports. I mean, when you're watching a football match for the first time, uh, you can get what's going on. You also have like a you know you can kind of relate there. You know, we we all know what it's like to kick a ball. We all know uh, how that looks pretty difficult uh, in order to do that. But you know, if you flick on a Dota uh, match for the first time, or you know. You're watching StarCraft and it's, you've never seen it before. I've got no idea what's good, what's hard, what's, uh, you know, what's something that's unknown, you know, brand brand new innovative strategy. I've got no idea. So data plays a huge part in this accessibility uh, and helping people understand and understand what's exciting. Um, and I certainly think that's an exciting aspect of the future. I was also just going to touch on, on, on one thing you mentioned around um you know, uh, essentially, uh, data being available uh, uh, sort of um, uh, on on mass to everyone, and I think that this is also a core problem that we're we're aiming to to help solve, and that is that um, you know, in an ideal world, 
Um, you don't lose the value of the data uh, f- from people where there's a you know there's a use case to to, to pay for it and they're getting value f- from uh, from what they're using it for. Um, but also you want to encourage the you know Hans mentioned at the beginning uh, around his sort of lead into grid. He was doing a thesis and needed data in order to uh, to create his his his, uh, his master's project. You know, we want people in the community uh, like Hans or, or others with a, with a spark of an idea to be able to get access to data to, uh, you know, to, to, to potentially build this idea into something. And so I think there's definitely a, a sweet spot there. And we're, we're looking at uh, aiming our technology and our platform to kind of solve this situation so that, uh, you know, value both uh, financial, but also in growing uh, um, uh, sustainably and organically a community and products around it. This is really something that we're aiming at doing and uh, growing the accessibility of esports data at the most granular level. And, and for, for either of you, I think uh, something that kind of Hans was even saying especially was, do you think that then the esports titles, titles who are wanting to go specifically and building themselves into esports, are looking at data uh, in terms of like a priority list now? Because I feel like it, it very much was gameplay, sort out kind of like the actual game stuff and, and everything like that. But now, as you're seeing new titles come in, is there this emphasis on, oh, but also we've got to make sure that when we do have a broadcast and we do kind of do things like this and, and like I said, with betting or anything like that, that data also has to be kind of a priority as well. Yeah, exactly. I, I think if you want your new title or esports to do well, data should be a priority. But at the same time, as I said before, you know, if you're just starting out a game, that's not going to be your main concern, right? You don't even know if it's going to be successful yet, or you still you just want to get to the launch, right? You want to get players to play this, compete in it before really exposing any data or doing any work there. And I think like most esports titles that have launched in the past, I kind of as I can't think of a single one that has launched with an API, for instance, exposing this data, right? Um, so I think like with our approach, what we're trying to do is really make that very cheap from the get-go, essentially, like as they build out their game, um, they can leverage our, our SDK to sort of build along the, as they go. They don't really have to you know, input a lot of resources into it because they can just, uh, you know, leverage the software that we've built um, without having to have a lot of overhead. And at the same time, then it doesn't become too risky to, you know, invest a lot of time into doing this mm-hmm. because your esports title might not just take off. You know, it's always very hard to tell what will be successful and, and whatnot. But, um, once you're there, once you're at the launch and suddenly, you know, imagine this game popping off in the first week, how amazing is it that you have a full data suit available from uh, day one uh, that can only propel your your, uh, your uh, esports title uh, forward uh, a lot. And I think, um, you know, uh, on, on top of that, just to add, um, you know, there's a lot of different things when you're building a game that you, you kind of have to do, but are not your core game. Perhaps... You know, this is like a matchmaking algorithm to make sure that you can uh, play, find other players to play with. Perhaps it's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, how do you, uh, um, you know, find friends and talk to them and and, um, and communicate? How do you scale your servers, you know, so that you can handle all of the uh, the players that want to play? These are all kind of things that you have to do. Um, 
but you uh, you know it's not you know, core to the, the or it's not central to like the core experience of your game and i see data going in this way as well uh, you know uh, people don't build them anymore they use services for these uh, and and i totally see that you know we want to be there to help uh, uh, these uh, games developers to be able to add a data component as a, as a sort of core uh, concern from the daily launch. And, and we think we can scale to do that. And, you know, because of the uh, unique approach we have, uh, they don't just get, uh, you know, like, uh, an API out of this that people can build stuff on top on. But because of the title agnostic approach, they actually get a set of, uh, of products that are already built uh, on our data that will just work automatically um, for their titles. And, and this, I think, is very exciting. And, and hopefully, uh, you know, we can see some real success stories built off the back of this uh, with smaller and emerging titles as well as the large ones. Yeah, no, Chris, that kind of goes into like the, the question that I kind of have with you. I know you've touched on a couple, but are there any other like new data solutions that kind of grid are starting to work on to develop the esports sector? Yeah, that's it's a great question. Uh, we do have some pretty exciting announcements, uh, but these are these are coming soon, and unfortunately, I can't talk about them today. But I'll I will uh, you know give well, a couple I had of teasers. Last, though. I, I had <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're really working uh, right now. Uh, you know, we've mentioned a couple of our, you know, key key products. We have a set of data APIs. Uh, these are being worked on and being expanded. Um, we have uh, a couple of new titles which I can't talk about uh, yet, but we hope to be able to uh, announce them um, over over the sort of uh, next part of this year. Uh, and we're also always working on our game server SDK to allow the, the, the granularity of data um, and the richness of data that can be extracted there to be to be enhanced. And these are the core focuses that the things that we're focusing on. Um, we're also uh, a key part of what we're aiming to do is look at this problem that you mentioned, making data accessible. And uh, as a bit of a teaser, I can't mention it now, but we have some real exciting stuff in the pipeline uh, towards the end of this year um, that's really uh, you know, going to please the, uh, the the sort of Hanses of the future looking to build their thesis projects uh, on top of a, a rich and uh, a widely available data source. Uh, Chris, Hans, thank you both for coming on and talking to with me about data. Um, hopefully everybody else really enjoyed kind of, you know, basically us just really getting into the nitty gritty, I think, with some of the topics of data as well. And we, and, and we only just touched the surface, let's be honest. We, we could easily do five more podcasts just around this entire topic in itself. But I do want to thank you both for coming on. And uh, if anybody else wants to kind of learn more about the data as well and, and stuff like that. We do also have three other episodes on data as well. We'll be diving into another specific sector of data, which I'm really looking forward to kind of, you know, getting those out as well. So uh, thank you both for coming on. Uh, do you have any final words before we, we wrap up? Yeah, just from my side, say thanks a lot for, for having us, Tom. It's been a fantastic uh, conversation. Um, if anyone wants to, uh, you know, to find out a bit more, you can find us at grid.gg. We're also uh, at Grid Esports on uh, most social media uh, outlets. Um, and we're, as you can kind of tell, and as Tom mentioned, we uh, love talking about data. So if you want to get in contact about this topic or you know anything else around what Grid does, feel free to reach out, and we're we're happy to definitely talk more about it. <laughs> Please do. We can talk for hours about this thing, as you mentioned, Tom. Thanks so much for uh, having us. I, I was on mute then for a second. So, so yeah, <laughs> so what I basically heard then is you flood the DMs 
Yeah, with every data question imaginable. Um, no, thanks a lot, guys, for, for coming on. And uh, yeah, like I said, if you do want to find more about Grid, go over to their website. But also as well, you know, we do have some more episodes going up about data. We've also got stuff on Laura and Esports, which we have done, fan engagement as well. So, you know, hopefully everybody else can enjoy the other content as well. But until then, we'll see you later.